Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. We just thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you that it's powerful and it's active and it always produces results whenever it's spoken and ever, whenever it's activated by faith. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your help today in Jesus' name. And so I want to continue along those lines about this coming season, and I don't need to tell you everything that's happening. People get up and they say, oh, these are unprecedented times. We've never lived through it before, and oh, what's going to happen? And, you know, it's true. But God has a way for us to navigate these coming days And he spoke to me real clearly a couple of weeks ago and he said that there are mysteries for you to unfold and and discover. And there are ways of doing things in these seasons that are going to be new and fresh to you. And you're going to have to listen real carefully because he's going to tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. Um, So a couple of weeks ago in prayer, we have prayer here every Sunday night. And one of the things that was shared was about how Peter, when he went up onto the rooftop to pray, and I can imagine Peter going up there to pray and maybe, you know, asking the Lord about his ministry and how he's going to, you know, launch his ministry, what his website would look like. And what, no, not really. But anyway, he was there, and I don't know what was on his mind. But the interesting thing was that God showed him and lowered that sheet. And as that sheet came down, all of these unclean, Um, animals were there and Peter was a real good Jew and he knew that he wasn't to eat that kind of thing. No pork or bacon for him. And he saw that coming down. The Lord said, kill and eat. And and he said, no, Lord, you know, I don't do that. That's not what I do. It's not part of my religion. And the Lord had to tell him three times. And in the end, he realised that God was trying to get something across to him. There was a new way of doing things and he was now going to be taking the gospel from the Jews and he was going to take it to Cornelius' household. And he would never have taken it to Cornelius' household if he had not laid aside his preconceived ideas about what was proper religious way of doing things and listened to what God was saying to him and obeyed what God was saying to him. He had to hear the direction from God. And I believe in these days that the Lord's going to tell us to do things that are a little bit outside of our comfort zone and a little bit outside of the way that we're used to doing things. But we have to be real sure that we're hearing his voice. His voice. Because there are a lot of things out there telling you what to do. A lot of voices are speaking. A lot of voices are speaking. And they're telling you, you've got to do this. And then another voice will tell you, you've got to do that. And then this voice will say, well, you should be thinking this way. And then someone else will say, well, no, you should be thinking that way. I I don't know what to think. There's so much confusion out there. How should I be operating? What should I be doing? What should I be doing? Should I sell my house and go live up in the mountains? Do I sell my house and go live in the city? What do I do? What do we do? Well, God has a plan. We went to a meeting yesterday and one of the speakers said, 
All the good things that God has for you are in your future, not in your past. Lord, oh, that was really good. I'm not looking to the past to tell me what to do. I'm looking to the future, but I'm listening. And I believe that today what the Lord wants to say to you is tune your listening ear because I have things to say to you, directions to give you, mysteries to unfold to you that are going to mean your safety in the days to come. Uh, and I want to cooperate with that. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Tony um, said something that really stuck with me. And uh, he said, there are a lot of voices in your head, voices like your mother, your father, your wife, your husband, a lot of voices in your head, but no one can get into your heart but God. So I want to just unpack that a little bit today and explain it a little bit today because when he said that, it's, that sounded like a good Christian statement and it, is, it was a very good Christian statement, Pastor Tony, thank you. But I meditated on that and I thought, what does that mean? All these voices in my head but only God can get into my heart. So I want to unfold that a little bit more today. Um, and as I said, there are a lot of voices speaking even if you were to turn off your television and never go onto your phone and get onto social media, you'd still have voices speaking to you. Even if you went and lived in a cave in the mountains, voices would still be speaking to you in here. But we want to listen to what's coming in here. Okay. So one thing we know about God, and I know this about God, is God is always speaking. He's always speaking. And it's not like your mother that's always talking to you, naggedy, or your wife. You know, my wife, she's always talking, <laughs> always talking. Some people just are always talking. But you know, the difference between that and what God is saying, I, I like it the way it says it in Revelation 22.1. It says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. You know, God is speaking, always speaking like a river. And it says there that it's a river of water of life. What is always coming out of God is actually God himself. And that's life. God is always speaking and what he speaks to you is always life. Um, you know, I want... Um, Oh, I'll play that in a minute. We can get that little video ready. I want to show you something really cute. So God is like a constant broadcast. He's always broadcasting, like a radio station. Always broadcasting. But we have to tune our dial to tune in to what he's saying. Now, one of the ways that, um, for me, that made such a difference to understand how to hear God was the realisation that we as human beings are not just body and soul. You know, you'll hear that word, you know, you're body and soul, and your soul lives forever and your body dies. Well, in fact, that's not quite correct because when God created Adam, he breathed into him the breath of life and Adam became a speaking spirit. And that word speaking spirit was talking about the depths 
of Adam's being, which was his spiritual nature. Human beings were created in God's image, body, soul, and spirit. So with your body, you contact natural things, senses, eyes, ears, taste, all of those things you contact with your body, physical to physical. With your soul, your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your conscious state. And with your mind, will and emotions, you contact other ideas, thoughts, issues, feelings. When I talk with you, we are talking mind to mind, intellect to intellect, I'd like to say. That when you're talking to someone, you're not just talking flesh to flesh, we're talking intellect to intellect. That's where all your thinking, your logic, your learning, your language all comes out of your mind. But your spirit man is the eternal part of you that has the potential to connect with God. Every human being has a spirit and every human has the, being, has the potential to connect with the spiritual realm. But praise God, because of Jesus and the blood that was shed for us, we connect just, not just with spirit beings, we connect with God himself. In fact, he comes and lives on the inside of us. Science has discovered, and, and they've done more research on this, and they call um, that part of us our second brain. Have you ever done it? You do a Google search on the second brain and you'll find that in your belly there are more neurological firings happening in your belly than there are in your brain. And isn't it interesting? Jesus said out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. There is a part of you that is your depth, the depth of your being, your eternal being. That's where God talks to you. Just exactly what Pastor Tony said. A lot of voices will get into your head, but only God can get into your heart. God wants to speak to your spirit today, and every other day for that matter. But before you can do that, you actually have to believe. I want you to play this, this little video. This is one of our kids from Children's Church. And she is going to say her memory verse. I mean, isn't that just cute? How wonderful it is that little Nami, at three years of age, or I think she's three, knows that who comes to God must believe that he is real and he rewards those that seek him. You know, God knows how to lead you. If you come to him with the faith of a little child, he knows how to lead you. I often say God is a much better leader than I am a follower. And, you know, I found that to be true. When I, I have four grandchildren, and when they were all little, I used to take them shopping. And I had to know every, each one of them, because all four are very different. There was, you know, was one in particular I had to hold very close, hang on to that hand, and another one who she would not leave my side. But then another one, he would be running off here, running off there, and I'd let him run because I knew that he would run that far, and then I'd pull him back. I knew, every, I knew and I never lost one of them. 
unlike my own children who uh, <laughs> I remember losing a number of times. But, <laughs> but when, when you got to be a grandparent, a little bit more skillful in knowing how to lead. God's a very skillful leader and he knows how to lead you far better than you know how to follow him. I so trust him. And so if you come to him with a heart that says, God, lead me, I want you to speak to me, he'll say, yep, all those who are being led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. In other words, if you're a child of God, he will lead you. Okay, so let's, list, let's hear now three ways that he leads. The first one, which we don't see very often today, it's not that God cannot do it, he just prefers not to do it these days. He used to do it in the Old Testament a lot, and that is the audible voice. You know, we, when Paul was on the road to Damascus, there was a light that shone and spoke to him. When Jesus was baptised, there was a voice that came from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Everybody heard it. It was an audible voice. In fact, I'm thankful God doesn't speak that way because that would be a little bit frightening to me. But he doesn't speak that way often, but he can. Okay? But the second one that I want to really focus, well, one I want to focus on is that inward witness. Now, the inward witness is when you just know. You just know that you know that you know. You absolutely know. Um, the Bible says that, uh, in Romans 8:16, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. When you got born again, something happened on the inside. You may not have been able to put it into words. You may not have been able to describe it, but you just knew that you knew that you know that you know. And so that inward witness, I believe a lot of Christians are led that way and they don't even know it. You just got an impression that I think I... You know, you get up in the morning, you know, I think I need to go and visit my friend today. Or I think I need to do this or do that. That inward witness will lead you far more often than you even think. I was speaking to one of my grandkids this week and I said to him, is, um, is God speaking to you? And he says, no, I don't think so. I said, no, I think, he I think he is. You think about it. Is he been telling you some things? And he pondered for a little while and his eyes went down. He goes, yeah, I think I know what he's saying. Dude, that's a wonderful... You know, we activated that with our kids when they were young. I remember one time um, when J Jamie, and I don't, she's not here so I can use her as an example, but she was about 11 and she'd done something which required correction. And, I, and we said to her, we want you to go up into your room and listen to what God has to say about it. She said, no, 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 give me the rod, give me, don't make me go upstairs. I said, you go upstairs, listen to what God has to say. She went up and the Lord corrected her. When she came back down, we said, now what did God tell you? You know, that inward witness, it's so clear. And, and I would encourage you as parents to activate that in your children. Pull on it. What's God telling you about this? When your kids do something that need correction, look in your heart. You can use that language. Look in your heart. What does God say about this? It's a wonderful way to train children and train yourself to train myself. Lord, what are you saying about this? And you'll get that inward witness. In John 16, 14, it says that the role of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was saying, 
This is what he will do. He will honour and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine and he will reveal it, he will declare it, he will disclose it and he will transmit it to you. I tell you what, the Holy Spirit knows how to get this to you. He'll first, he'll reveal it to you, but if you can't see it, he will disclose it to you. That was the next one. Declare it. He'll declare it to you. In fact, he'll speak it to you. And if you're not listening, he'll disclose it. He'll come up close and he'll tell you something. Disclosing, like uncovering a secret. Or he'll, if you don't get it those three ways, he'll, he'll transmit it to you. He'll get it to you some way. A bit like Dr. Spock. Remember on Star Trek? He put his hand on the person's and he would you know, transmit some information. Well, God doesn't do that. But then again, he does. He'll just make you know something. He's such a good leader. He's such a good guide. He's such a good shepherd. So that's the role of the Holy Spirit. Now the third way that he speaks to you is in a still, small voice. And this is what I believe what the Lord is wanting to highlight to us today. There's that inward witness where you just know but there are times when God will speak to you and it's so clear it's almost like it's an audible voice. So how this has happened for me is I will just be doing something in, involved in my day or I might be worshipping the Lord or praying in tongues or just even not even thinking about a thing and an idea will pop up in my heart. You know, I've got a friend who says, who uses the language, I heard in my heart. I heard in my heart. So you'll all of a sudden, it'll be so clear to you. You hear it in your heart. What really helped me understand this is when someone said to me, when you hear that voice, it'll actually sound like your own voice. Because what it is, it's your spirit, the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit that enlightens it to your hearing and to your understanding. You know, um, some years ago, um, I was driving home and... You know, uh, those of you that know me know that I'm not particularly partial to tattoos. I'm not terribly, you know, anyway, that's all I'll say about that. But one day I was driving home and the Holy Spirit, out of the blue, I heard in my heart, your son is going to get a tattoo this weekend. I went, oh, really? And I was so thankful he warned me. I had about 25 minutes to adjust my attitude before I got home. And I said to him, um, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I'm going down the Gold Coast. I said, you're getting a tattoo, aren't you? He goes, who told you? <laughs> I said, Holy Spirit. I said, that's cool. I, I just, you know, I do The Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you things that are to come. If you, if you just got your little, your tuner tuned in. Um, I can remember another time I was, you know, we were doing some kitchen renovations and I had to buy some tiles and I was driving to work and I wasn't necessarily thinking about the tiles but I, again, I heard in my heart, go to Beaumont Tiles. And I said, the first response, and this will help you too, the first response I said was, Lord, is that you? And I heard in my heart, you know it's me. I went, okay, Beaumont Tiles. I said, Lord, I don't want to go to Beaumont Tiles because even if I, find what, if I find there what I'm looking for, you know that the price is going to be way more than what I want to pay for it. And I heard him again say, go to Beaumont Tiles. 
I said, but Lord, it's nearly nine o'clock and I'm going to be late for work. He said, go to Beaumont Tiles. So what did I do? I went to Beaumont Tiles. And I walked in the door and there was a lady I hadn't seen for a long time and it was one of those God appointments. I still didn't find my tiles. It wasn't about tiles. It was about listening to what he said in my heart. You know, I want you to... Today we're going to... Um, in, I'm going to encourage you to listen for that voice, that still small voice. There have been so many times he's spoken to me in that voice and it sounds like my voice and I always go, Lord, is that you? And he'll straight away follow it up, you know it's me. It's wonderful when you hear that voice. It, it gives you a craving for his voice. I mean, once you've, you've heard that once, you can't get enough of it. You can't. You're listening for that voice all the time. So, how do we tune our spirit in to receive that broadcast? Because he's talking all the time. He's talking. He'll reveal things to you, he'll declare them, he'll disclose them, he'll transmit them. But I want to focus on that declaring, speaking to you. Okay, so here are the things for you. Firstly, don't ask for a sign. If you want to hear from God, don't say, well, look, Lord, if I wake up this morning and it's raining, you know it's, then I don't need to go to work. <laughs> or, you know, if, yeah, you know, you ask for a sign. God doesn't speak to you using those things. He will speak to you in your spirit, okay? Secondly, fill up with the word. Be very familiar with the word of God because that helps you to judge what it is that you hear. If you hear a word or you hear a voice and it contradicts the word of God, you can be pretty sure that's probably your own thinking or something else. So fill up with the word of God. The word of God is accurate and it's, very, it's sharp and it will divide between soul and spirit. It will make very clear to you what's your own thinking and what is the spirit of God. The word of God will, be, will act like that. Okay, the next one is pray in tongues. You think, well, you know, what's this praying in tongues thing? Let me explain it to you this way. Your spirit man here, as we said before, and I used the belly because Jesus said it's in your belly. Not that, well, anyway, use it, that's where we're focusing on, all right? Your spirit man is where you receive instruction from the Holy Spirit, from God himself. He speaks to you here. And your spirit man needs to be tuned and activated in the same way that your intelligence, your thinking, is activated by your brain. It works in your brain. Now, the way that you sharpen your intelligence, hone it, increase it, maintain it, you can actually become more intelligent by activating your brain. And how do you do it? You do it by words. You, you read, but you also speak, discuss. You go to school, you go to university, you discuss things, you talk about things. These words that you learn when you're educating your brain is what wraps around ideas and thoughts and issues. So you hone your brain by using words. And if you come up a, a, with a, a new issue or a new concept, there's always a word that will explain that. In the same way, 
that words will hone your spirit man. And they're words not taught by, the, by your brain, they're taught by the Holy Spirit. And as you pray in the Spirit and increase your spiritual vocabulary, so you are increasing your spiritual intelligence. Praying in tongues is not just something you do, um, you know, under Shanda, under Shanda, when you come up against, oh, Shandai, Shandai. You know, activate it by faith. Because as you pray in tongues and increase your vocabulary in tongues, so your spiritual intelligence is growing and your ability to hear from God is becoming sharper. You're tuning the dial of your spirit to be able to hear from God. So pray in tongues a lot. Number four, take time to listen. Take time to talk to God. Talk to him about things and expect that he's going to talk to you. This is not a monologue. This is a dialogue. So when you speak, talk to God and expect that he will answer you. I'm telling you, the first time I heard him speak to me, it was life-changing. One of the things, I just wanted to identify, this book, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, this was one of those markers of my life that changed my life. It, it's remarkably helpful. One of the things I realised, as I said before, and I want to iron on it a bit, is that when you hear the voice of the Spirit of God, it will sound like you, but you know you didn't come up with that idea. You didn't come up with it. So take times to listen. And when you hear something, say, Lord, is that you? And if he speaks something to you that seems a little strange, I always say, Lord, show me in the word. If it seems a bit odd, show me in the word. Expect him to speak. Um, the next one is obey what he says to do. You know, I, this might sound very trivial, but I practice, especially when I was younger, I would practice listening to him. I'd be driving home and I'd say, Lord, which way should I go? And I'd look in my heart and he'd tell me which way to go. Was it life-changing? Not necessarily, but it was training me. And I'd ask him questions on things that were not terribly important, but then they could be important. Ask him, listen to him, and do what he says to do. The, the last one is keep your heart tender. In Hebrews 3, 5, uh, 7 to 8, it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, to, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. In other words, if you want to hear his voice, don't have a hard heart. What does that mean? You've got an attitude, you've got unforgiveness, you've got an attitude towards God. Check your own heart. And what I love about this in, in 1 John 3 verse 12, it says, And beloved, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence and boldness before God. You know, going back a few weeks ago when Pastor Patsy spoke about the blood, how the blood of Jesus will give you a clean conscience to come into his presence. How do you deal with the hard heart or with attitudes? Apply the blood. 
and say, by the blood of Jesus, I come into your presence. In fact, by the blood of Jesus, I am aware of your presence in me. And when you come to him confidently, knowing that all is forgiven, he is not angry with you. God's not angry with you. He's talking to you. And he's speaking life. That river of life is being spoken to you every day. You know, in these days, as I said before, and I want to reiterate it, that in the days that are coming, we're going to have to hear his voice more clearly. We're going to have to hear his voice more clearly. You know, we've heard people say these are unprecedented days. They are, and will continue to be so. We're coming to the end of this age, and God has some amazing moves that he's going to perform, amazing things, and be able to hear his voice and cooperate with him could mean the difference between whatever. It will make all the difference in your life. So um, as we just finish up here, I just want to spend a couple of seconds, really, because sometimes that's all it takes in God's presence is a few seconds to listen to what he's saying. So right now, just be aware of your own heart because I believe that he is speaking to every single person here today. And it's not my business to know what he's saying to you. It's between you and God. But he's speaking. He has that answer to the question that you've been asking him. He has that direction for what you need to do tomorrow and this week. He has the wisdom for you as to how to manage a situation. It's there. It's flowing like a river. It's a life-giving river. Tune your heart to listen to him because he will speak. He will speak. He is speaking. And the greatest honour we can give him is to listen to what he's saying and obey. Father, we thank you for the reality of your spirit in us. We thank you for the clarity of your voice in us. We honour you today, Lord. We want to hear you speak. We want to hear you speak. We trust you that you are a good shepherd. You know how to lead. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.